Hi everyone, my name is Ryan Alexander and I serve as the lead pastor at Hosanna. As we've been saying for years, we believe the Lord led you here. And we hope that what you hear today will encourage you to take a step forward in your faith journey and help you look more like Jesus. After today's message, I encourage you to download the Hosanna app for more opportunities to connect and grow. Here's today's message. Good morning. It is always an honor and a joy to be back here at Hosanna and share God's word with you. And I bring you greetings from everyone that is doing ministry with me, both in the United States, in Ethiopia, in the Middle East, and in many parts of the world. Special greetings from my family, from my wife, and from my three kids. And uh, I also bring a praise report when I was here last year in 2021. We prayed about Ethiopia, and I was really, really uh, doing ministry with a very heavy heart. We did not even know that if we are going to have a country because there was a raging war and people were being displaced and there was, there was so much chaos and conflict in the country, but now God has returned uh, some peace to the country and stability and things are being normalized and God has answered our prayer and let's continue to pray for the continued peace of that nation, and thank you so much for joining me in that prayer. I also bring a praise report from our ministry through Lead Star in the Middle East, in some countries where mission and ministry of uh, the Christian gospel is forbidden. We used to have different kinds of uh, technology-based uh, ministry in those countries. Students are graduating, missionaries are being deployed, churches are being planted, and an army of the gospel is being raised. And thank you so much for your prayer, for your support, and for your partnership. And let's give thanks to the Lord for all he's doing around the world. We will continue in that ministry, bringing the gospel through digital satellite mission in the far ends of the world. Today, I'm going to be part of the journey that you are taking through the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And you've already had three lessons, one on the in the beginning, on creation, on the fall, and on the promise. Today, I start a new part, which is a journey. The segment that is given to me covers all the way from Joseph to Moses, from the family of Israel to the nation of Israel, from the Pharaoh of Genesis to the Pharaohs of Exodus, from slavery to freedom, from Genesis to the book of Exodus, from entering into Egypt all the way to exiting out of Egypt. Since this talks about the journey, I'm going to lift up five major benchmarks in this journey to help us just reflect on that journey. We are all on a journey following Jesus Christ. He called us out of darkness into a marvelous light and he told us to follow him and we are following him. I'm going to read a short text from the book of Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, and then pray to invite the Holy Spirit to teach us. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country. 
though that was a shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt, ready for battle. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes, and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for who you are. You are an amazing God. You are our cornerstone. You are our foundation. You are our beacon of hope, and we follow you. Right at this moment, I pray that you think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords. None of me, but all of you in this place. I pray that you meet your people face to face and that no one will remain the same. Change us and help us to follow you and look like you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray and the people of God said, Amen. Amen. This journey is taken as a family. God created a family in the beginning and God created uh, God brought together a family of Abraham and Sarah, and now this journey that we are going to start is taken as a family. The family of Jacob, and Joseph was the 11th son of Jacob. One time I was asked to preach on marriage and to bring an example of a family in the Bible. And I went through Genesis all the way to Revelation, in search of a perfect family to use as an example. There was none. If that is so, there is hope for all of us. There was no perfect family. There was dysfunction. There was controversy, jealousy, uh, contention. Ten brothers came together and sold one of their brothers into slavery. There was lying, and there was bickering, and there was gossip, there was hatred, there was division, there was bitterness. There is no perfect family. But the glue that holds every family together is called forgiveness and the grace of God. Joseph is a great example of forgiveness. Joseph forgave his brothers. Joseph forgave his former employer in Egypt who gave him over into prison. Joseph forgave all the prisoners who were released and forgot about him. Everything about Joseph is forgiveness. A family can never survive without forgiveness. So this journey that we see in the Bible, starting from the book of Genesis, was taken as a family. 72 family members, Jacob and his wife, and then his 12 sons, all the way from Reuben to Levi, to Judah, to Simon, to God, to Dan, to Naphtali, to Issachar, to Zebulun, to Asher, to Joseph, to Benjamin, all 12 tribes, their families, 72 families, entered Egypt. That is a new beginning of a journey. My dear brothers and sisters, every journey that God calls us into is taken as a family. 
I'm learning something in my ministry that few years ago when I want to go out into mission, I just go by myself. And after getting married, I have to talk to my wife. And after having children, now it is a complete congress and assembly that has to sit and decide on my calendar. It is a family enterprise. My dear brothers and sisters, the only hope for the survival of your family is forgiveness, grace, to just sit back and breathe, especially in these days of COVID-19 and the pandemic and so many turmoil, crisis and change. There is so much tension in families. Forgiveness is the journey, is the foundation of the journey. The first point. The second point that I see in, the, in this journey, the main character is Pharaoh. Starting from the time Joseph was sold into slavery, all the way until Moses leads them out of slavery, one important person becomes very important, Pharaoh. But there are two different kinds of Pharaohs in this journey. The Pharaoh of Genesis and the Pharaoh of Exodus. The Pharaoh of Joseph and the Pharaoh of Moses. All of them are very, very different. The Pharaoh of Genesis is a dreamer. And the Pharaoh of Exodus is the one who likes to kill dreamers. The Pharaoh of Genesis raises up leaders like Joseph. He brought him out of prison into a great position of leadership. But the Pharaoh of Exodus puts leaders into exile as he persecuted Moses. The Pharaoh of Genesis practices hospitality. When they came into Egypt, he gave them the most fertile part of Egypt. He practiced generosity and hospitality. But the Pharaoh of Exodus was the most oppressive, brutal Pharaoh. The Pharaoh of Genesis faces people or frees people from prison. He brought Joseph out of prison and into freedom, but the Pharaoh of Exodus enslaves and oppresses people. The Pharaoh of Genesis practices giving and generosity and grace, but the Pharaoh of Exodus dishonors, disrespects, and enslaves and oppresses people. My dear brothers and friends, we all have the opportunity to be one of the two. Are we the Pharaoh of Genesis or the Pharaoh of Exodus? We all have a choice to treat our friends and our neighbors in the way they were treated in Genesis or in Exodus. This journey is a reflection on the leadership style of Pharaoh. As a father, as a mother, as a friend, as a colleague, as a neighbor, we have a choice. Are we the generous one? Are we the giving one? Are we the kind one? Are we the gentle one? Are we the most merciful one? The hospitable one? Which one are we? The choice is always ours. The Pharaoh of Genesis and the Pharaoh of Exodus. The third point that I want to raise is one important place in the history that the segment all the way from Genesis to Exodus is a place called Egypt. Egypt is very symbolic. It talks, Egypt is a place or a space. Egypt is a time 
They were in Egypt for 430 years. It is a segment of time. And Egypt is a condition or a circumstance of life. In the New Testament, the world in which we live is named after Egypt. Whether we believe it or not, whether we like it or not, every one of us today are in Egypt. We are going through Egypt. Egypt is an experience. Egypt is a time. Egypt is a place. With all these three intersections, time, place, and condition, they came in as a family of 72 individuals. But after 430 years of experience, they exited out of Egypt as a nation of 600,000 plus people. They entered as a family. They exited as a nation. When God spoke to Abraham, he said, I am going to make you a great nation. That was a promise. You heard about the promise last week. That was a promise. Now the promise has to be fulfilled. Where? In Egypt. Of all places. In that dark, painful place. We all are going through some kind of pain. Some kind of challenge. Some kind of difficulty. Ups and downs. And I have a good news for you. God is not taking you through that journey to break you but to make you. God is not just taking you just to challenge you, but to change you. Our God has a great plan, has a great destiny for us. No matter how tough, no matter how hard, no matter how bitter, no matter how strong the challenge is, our God is not going to leave us or forsake us, but he's going to take us through that situation into our destination. If you believe in that, shout amen in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They went through Egypt. You are in Egypt. I am in Egypt. So the question is, why am I going through this? No, what am I learning from this? How am I going through it? The Lord said, I will take you through the fire. I will take you through the water, not around it, but through it. And when we go through it, the Lord shapes us, makes us, frames us, reframes us, transforms us, changes our life. And he tries to take things that are not supposed to be in our life out of our life. He purifies us. He changes us and takes us through Egypt. It is a must for us through Egypt. Egypt is a place of hardship. It's a place of suffering. It's a place of challenge, and it is called life. Everybody goes through that. All of us, as we go through Egypt, God speak to us. No one is exempt from it. Whether we are rich or poor, whether we are in the city or in the rural area, whether we are in America or in Africa, whether we have the most luxurious life or the most impoverished life, Egypt is going to be part of our life journey. We will go through it. That is where God grows us and multiplies us. That is what, where God forms us 
and frames us. That is where we become what God has prepared for us. I will make you into a great nation. And Israel became from the family of Jacob into the nation of Israel in Egypt. When you are going through a hardship, don't give up, don't give in, don't surrender, don't quit, don't stop, don't turn around, don't run away. Stick to it. Go through it. Because God has prepared a great destiny and a great plan for us. And the fourth benchmark that I want to share is one of the most important characters all the way starting from Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all the way into the book of Joshua is a person by the name Moses. I cannot complete this journey without talking about Moses. He was born in Egypt. He was raised in Egypt. He grew up in Egyptian palace. And he grew up to challenge Egypt. He grew up to change Israelites to change the destiny of Israelites God prepared a way out of Egypt in the Egyptian palace my friends God has a great sense of humor he knows where to raise the future leader in the vicinity in the space with the finances of Egypt with the great teachers of Egypt last night I was sharing about some of our students who are going through the ministry that we started, Lead Star. And uh, through our online digital theological education, we teach students all over the world. We have some students in China. These are students who were brought into China from Africa with the finances of the Chinese Communist government. They said, we are going to give scholarship to African students. And these African students who went to China are on fire for the gospel. The Chinese Communist Party is financing missionaries to go to China. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give him the biggest clap in the house of the Lord. That is what we call the economy of God. God is raising up Moses in Egypt with the finance of Egypt with the wisdom of Egypt, with the universities of Egypt, with the scholars of Egypt in the Egyptian palace, God is preparing a way out. I have a good news for you. Whatever you are going through this morning, God is preparing a way out of it without you knowing it. If you believe it, shout the biggest amen. amen. My God. My God is preparing a way out of my mess out of my misery, out of my pain, out of my problem, without telling me, my God is preparing it. That is why I am a believer. That's why you are a believer. God is always, always, always preparing a way out of your trouble. Preparing in the palace, preparing in the desert. God never stopped preparing Moses. 40 years in the Egyptian palace, 40 years in the Median desert, and he was preparing him. And when the time came, he came in the form of a burning bush, and he told Moses to take away his shoes. Now the time has come. 
I am sending you back to Egypt to stand in front of the Pharaoh of Exodus and tell him, let my people go. Moses drawn out of the water with a plan, with a purpose of challenging the Egyptian empire. No weapon, no army, no military, no strategy. One individual, 80 years old, who was in the Egyptian, in the Median desert, called by God through the revelation of a burning bush. God is sending him back to speak to the strongest empire of that day. Let my people go. There was one thing. There was one thing that Moses had, and that was the word of God. God gave him his word. He, this was his weapon. This was his authority. This was his wisdom. This was his, this, this was his might. This is what he took all the way back to Egypt to speak to Moses. The word of God. That's why I believe you are going through the Bible this year. To be armed. To be equipped. To read. To remember. To retain. To consume. To take in. To be equipped and to be armed with the word of God. Moses was sent back to Egypt. And because of Moses now, we have the five books of the Torah. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Because of Moses, we have the law of God. Because of Moses, we have great teachings. Because of Moses, we have a great example of leadership. Because of Moses, the people of Israel found leader out of Egypt. Last but not least, we have spoken all the way into the life of Moses now. And what is the purpose? What is the goal that Moses was trying to achieve? He said, let my people go. I want my people to be free. Free from this darkness. Free from this pain. Free from this misery. Free from this challenge. Free from this confusion. Free from fear. Free from depression. Free from everything that is holding us back. Today I pray, all of you listening to the voice of my sermon, all of you following on digital media, all of you in various campuses, I pray today that you experience true freedom in your life. Freedom. And God said through Moses, let my people go. Let them go and worship me. Let them go and Serve me. You know, all the way into the New Testament, in the book of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Therefore, go. You know, that is the same word. Let my people go. In Exodus, let my people go in Matthew. God has come to let us go. At the end of this service, all of you are going to walk through these doors where it says exit, exit. That is your Exodus. You are about to go. To go where? To go and worship 
to go and serve, to go and share, to go and leave, to go when Israel was left to go or was led to go out of Egypt. They were led to be the light of the world, the blessing of the world, the hope of the world. Out of that nation, after some hundreds of years, a Savior is going to be born. They are going to give a great gift to the world. His name is Jesus. Let them go because I have a big plan for their life. Let them go. Let them go and serve. It is a journey. We start that journey as a family. And today, before I finish, I want to bring you back. Think about your family. Fathers, mothers, children, grandchildren, relatives, a family. God has called you, saved you, redeemed you, so that you as a family unit can go through it. It is true, there is a lot of struggle, there is a lot of pain, there is a lot of challenge, there is a lot of confusion. One day, Joseph stood just like he's dreamt. All his brothers came. They were guilty. They were ashamed. They were broken. All of them knelt down under his feet and asked for his forgiveness. That is a symbol of a family. Somebody has to ask for forgiveness. And someone has to declare, I forgive you. That is a glue. That is a glue that keeps families together. That is a glue that brings people together. That is how the journey happened. 72 people sitting on chariot entered Egypt. Families today are under attack. And then we see Pharaoh, and we experience Pharaoh, the Pharaoh of Genesis, the Pharaoh of Exodus. We have so much to learn from that. And then Egypt, Egypt is a space, Egypt is an experience, Egypt is a place. And as we go through it, we need that wisdom on how they went. You know, after 430 years of Egyptian experience, they were so, so bitter and they hated God. When Moses showed up, gathered the leaders of Israel, the people of Israel, and he said, I have a message for you. And they said, what is that message? Our God says, I remember the covenant that I had with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob, with all the patriarchs. Imagine, God is saying that after 430 years of slavery, they sat down and listened to that, and they said, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to do anything with that God. We don't want to have any relationship with that God. When he took them out of Egypt, they were not believers. That's why the Bible says he came into Egypt like an eagle. And he carried them on the wings of eagle to take them out of Egypt. For three months, they did not believe in God. Until they reached the borders of Mount Sinai. And God says, now I have defeated Pharaoh. 
Now I have divided the sea, the Red Sea into two. Now you have seen me attack your enemy. Now I have brought you all this far. Can we have a covenant now? After three months, sometimes when we go through difficulty, we question our faith. Does God even exist? Does this even make sense? Can I continue to believe? Does this even relate to my life? When you go through that struggle, hold on. Hold on. Stay with Jesus. Yes, sometimes it's very hard to understand why God lets bad things happen to good people. There is no way we can comprehend or explain everything. But in all this, we trust in God. Egypt is a place. Egypt is a time. Egypt is an experience. But I have a good news. In the middle of every darkness, in the middle of every pain, in the middle of every misery, in the middle of every challenge, my beloved brothers and sisters here at Hosanna, in various campuses or around the world, I have a good news to tell you. Our God is always in the business of preparing redemption, salvation, justification, freedom out of where we are into where we need to go. He is not leaving us. He is not abandoning us. He is not forsaking us. He will never forget you. He has a purpose and a plan. That purpose and that plan is called freedom. This morning as you walk out, I pray that all of you will feel free from any burden, from any worry, from any concern. Even though the things are still there, trust and believe and confess and declare, my God is preparing a way out of my trouble. That is why I take this journey with Jesus. When I understand, when I don't understand, that is not what matters to me. My eyes are fixed on Him. I am equipped with the Word of God. I will never turn around or go back. I will follow Him to the end of my journey. If you agree with that, shout Amen in this house. Amen. Give Him glory. Hallelujah. Would you please rise? Would you please rise wherever you are? Hallelujah. I don't know what you're going through this morning. But I am here to bring you the good news of Jesus. Your ultimate destination is not slavery. You're not going to die in Egypt. Our God has prepared a way out. Our God has prepared a light that is going to lead us. Our God is holding our hand and carrying us on eagle's wings just like he carried the Israelites. Our destination is not going to depend on our good works or strength or righteousness. It depends on the one who stretched his hands like a wing, who died for us on the cross, who carried us out of Egypt. My dearly beloved brothers and sisters, believe in this word this morning. If you're going through any kind of pain, dysfunction, Depression, addiction, death, fear, whatever is challenging you or coming against your life, 
I declare there is a way out and his name is Jesus. As long as we stick to him and uphold his name and hold his hands, there is always a way out and our way out is Jesus Christ. Father, this morning I pray and I commit everyone into your care and I declare this word to start working in our life right at this moment in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Give him glory in the house of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.